Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Thin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Reel Down for another great episode covering some... uh, Big tournaments and big winners from across the country. What's going on, Drew? How you doing? Good, buddy. I like your optimism there. Another great episode, he says, folks. You heard you heard it right here at the beginning of the show. It's going to be great. <laughs> if not, um, I guess we uh, we can give just you your blame money back. me for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get your money. Back. But we'll give you the money that we don't get paid to do this. We'll we'll send yeah. you a check. There you go. Exactly. Uh, everybody, be sure to stick around. Uh, we you know we got a big winner from uh, the Bassmaster event in Lacrosse this uh, previous weekend. Uh, I do have one little tidbit of information I got that could affect a lot of clubs and the way tournaments are ran. I'm going to bring up. Uh, wanted to bring it up last week. Wasn't really sure yet on if what I had been hearing was correct, but I think I've got it worked out. But just something you may want to hear. But. Uh, yeah, well, what's been up with you, Drew, man? You got any, do anything this weekend or? Dude, I followed along with, you know, this, this tournament. Uh, I was watching some football, just still more getting the home site ready for this baby we got due in December. So much of the same. It's pretty boring. Just cheered on my fantasy team and Bulldogs and <laughs> all the other teams I like. So yeah, not too much, man. I hear you. I'm still getting back to the normal work grind and it's still yeah. tough to get all that energy built back up, but I still haven't been on the water. I, I don't think I've been on the water in almost three months. It's yeah, like, get, I kind of care, but hunting season's coming up. So I've kind of put all my shift that way. I've been doing scouting for that. So, yeah, but I, I went and hung out at one of the 
kayak shops around here today and that kind of like fired me up again so we'll see right nice man nice now when's this tidbit you're saying that's later in the show or that's now yeah we'll uh we'll we'll do it while we have our guest on just because get get his input on it too uh it's nice it's nothing major for now it's something that will take effect next year nationally on basic we'll get into it it's not just fishing related but it will affect fishing tournaments but uh yeah, I guess we'll just go ahead and bring it in. So, like I said, we are covering the uh, Bassmaster event that was on lacrosse, and we've got with us one of the Tennessee Hammers, the inaugural Bassmaster Classic on Logan Martin winner, Jim Davis. What's going on, Jim? That's right. Hey, how y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Congrats on the win. Uh, thank you. Thank you're you. still making a name for yourself, and oh, yeah. I know all those Tennessee guys know you're you're a hammer too. I, I I hear your name from a bunch of my Tennessee buddies all the time. But uh, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Just kind of relaxing, taking a little break from driving back home and and uh, just hanging out. Heck, yeah. You about to say something, Drew? I thought I heard you ch- pipe in. No, well, you know, just going to say, you know, congrats, Jim. Uh, like like Jimmy said, you're, you were the inaugural winner. I think most people still remember that. It wasn't that long ago, right before COVID hit. Um, and you, you outbeat a field there, outlasted a field of, I want to say it was like 250 people. At Logan yeah, Martin. it was a it was lot. A big, it was a big group. Um, and it yeah, was 220. Nice. Yeah, 220, something like that. So you would probably 220, know. <laughs> terrible weather. It, yeah, was it was ridiculous. <laughs> that was a fun one, though. It was fun. <laughs> I think I got 16th in that one, I think. I want to say, I remember I, it qualified me for the, the classic. So that's all that that I was really concerned about, you know, was qualified. I got but, my tail uh, tucked between my legs and took my wet, cold self back to the truck. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those uh, right place, right time type of type of deals there. Because, yeah, the weather was horrible. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, Jim, uh, just give us a rundown of who you are, where you're from, what got you into kayak fishing, just whatever you want to. Yeah, I live uh, I live in East Tennessee in Dandridge, just east of uh, of Knoxville a little bit. Uh, fish with the, all the boys over there in East Tennessee, and uh, been been tournament fishing for about six years now, and kayak fishing for about fifteen sixteen years. But uh, oh, the last couple of years OG. have been really my yeah. The last couple of years have been my years that I started actually fishing. Uh, traveling doing the tournaments and uh, of course I missed most of this year uh, with an injury but yeah trying to get back into it again yeah heck yeah Did, didn't weren't you at Ufala was that you I remember <laughs> yeah you were at Ufala and you had your your arm was uh bandaged up in a sling right yeah I had my arm taped to my side so I couldn't move it <laughs> I, wow I remember yeah. That. yeah I remember commitment that. but you still fished that that you still fished it with like one hand didn't you one arm yeah, yeah, left-handed. Yep. And I and yeah, didn't you like place or you were? Did you do pretty good? Or am I not thinking correctly here? No, I I, I outlasted about half the guys, but uh, yeah, I had to fish left-handed. Caught caught some fish, and you know it was. I, I was looking was at that earlier. I, I think you were forty-sixth, but again, you were severely handicapped by anything in my book being Absolutely. completely one-handed in the wrong because yeah, you're not you know you're not left-handed right you're right-handed right right yeah i had i had injured myself the week before and uh talked to talked to bass about it 
And they said, no, if you, if you want to qualify, you got to compete. So that's what I did. I went down and gotcha. figured if I could make a cast that I'd be good. So yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that is, I'm counting that as a top 10 in my book. That's like, it's a top 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I definitely agree the next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about your uh, tournament background history. Cause I, I was looking on the tourney X to see if it showed any of your, uh, like what events you've, you've been in and you know, how you've done and uh, that information wasn't on there. So, so we know you have the inaugural bass win. you just got the recent win at lacrosse. Uh, what else you got in your book? You, do you have a favorite series you like to follow or do you just fish as many as you can? Well, well, I started out, you know, a few years back in the in the KBS when when that was a when that was yep. a thing. There were quite a few of us that fished that series, and uh, did did pretty well then. And then got into the KBF and uh, fished that for a bit. And and I think my best championship finish was thirteenth for the for the KBF, which out of a field of four hundred and fifty, I guess that's not terrible. No, no, not at all, man. And then, uh, Definitely something to brag about in my book. And then started last year, started doing some of the Hobie events and, and did the bass. And I think uh, probably next year I'll, I'll concentrate again on, on Hobie and, and bass events. Yeah. Were you at the inaugural um, KBS down in Astor, Florida? Were you at that one? That's the only one I missed. I, I didn't okay. go to the very first one. And, and one of my friends up there in Knoxville uh, was uh, he's, he's the one that actually got me into it and, and told me about it. So I went to the next one, which was at uh, Rayburn to the second okay. event. That's the yeah. only see, that's the only one I went to was the very first <laughs> one that came down in Aster. So I think I got third in that one. If I remember correctly, I got third, but anyway, uh, that's the only one I fished, but yeah, that was cool. Cool series while it lasted. Um, but yeah, real quick, you, or you go ahead, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, just before we moved on from that, real quick, Drew, take uh, take us non OG oh. folks back, and that this is legitimately the first time I've heard of KBS. So, what is that? What was that precursor I, to KBF? Yeah. Or, um, I think KBF may have. I don't. They had challenges for sure. They had online tournaments for sure. I don't yeah, know if they, they had it in person. But River Bass, and I was running the River Bass and Tournament Trail. I know that for a fact. During KBS came about. And it was the kayak bass series run by uh, basically Robert Field, who obviously we hmm. know him as a YouTuber. He was the MC, and yeah, Terry Manley. Harry, Harry Manley, which it was running Manly Rods at that time, which I guess it all sort of fell apart. Uh, the the Manly Rods, I don't see them around anymore, so I don't think they exist. And it all kind of just fell apart. But it was kind of like the KBF Trail Series. It was a national tournament trail they probably had how many gym was like eight maybe eight stops or something that went around yeah yeah probably that and then a and then a uh, championship at the end of the year yeah and, and they probably cool. went for what a couple years it only lasted like two three years maybe yeah i fished it 15 and 16 and actually won the championship in 16 and then it just kind of disappeared in 17 oh yeah like, i think all... i didn't get into this until 18 so uh, could be why I've yeah. never heard of it. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, well, just goes a piece of history. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. No. To tournament, tournament trails. I mean, we were doing okay with river bassing, but it's it's not really. If you're looking to make money, it's it's a very very. It's like Chad 
at least has done it right. It's like K- KBF, you got to be in it for the long game. It's a long game for sure. Same with, I mean, look at Bass and MLF and all, you know, FLW. It's like they had to be in it for the long haul to like really make a, a brand valuable enough to where you would buy something like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Bass, and, and they have, it's, it's gotten there. So anyway, um, but the question I was going to ask you, did you, uh, you said you fished some Hobie this year. Did, did you qualify for the TOC? I can't remember. No, did you make that no, one? I did. No. no, the Hobies that I fished, I fished right after I had surgery. So it was, oh, yeah. One, yeah. You know, I didn't get to compete the whole day cause I just couldn't make it the whole day and, and uh, hadn't been able to paddle at all. So that, that kind of limited, yeah. limited what I could do, but I still wanted to compete. So. No, that's cool, to, man. Went to a couple hey, of those. Well, obviously you qualified for the Bass, you know, Nation Kayak Series Championship <laughs> in 2022, and you were in the previous one as well. So, and, and I actually qualified for that at Ufala. So I'll, I'll be seeing you there, man. I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, I have no idea what lake they're going to put us on, but I'm excited to, to get the news and start seeing some schedules and all that fun stuff coming out here soon. I, I yeah. feel that. I'm definitely ready to start seeing the – the schedules pop up to go ahead and start. I think that's what like fire me back up for it is seeing like the, I love the planning part, even though the last two years, all of my plans have fell apart both years, but the, the like thinking it all out and figuring out yeah, what you're going to do. Right. That's fun. It is. I think it the is. bass schedules are set for the next two years already. They just haven't been uh, mm-hmm. aired yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's uh they told us that on uh, Texas that he was, they were waiting on like, one more paperwork piece of paperwork to be signed and they would have i think two full years of schedules ready to go so that'll be cool if they get those out you know kind of early to get let everybody plan for and hope hopefully more you know the series and clubs and stuff kind of follow suit and get their schedules out yeah. you know, right before like march yeah it's hard <laughs> to coordinate it's hard to coordinate yeah. two or three trails and you know try and hit all oh, yeah. of the, all of the events in both trails yeah, sure. it, I, and I heard a rumor. I don't know if you have heard the same thing that the uh, the Bass Nation Kayak Series Championship for 2022, in conjunction with the Classic, which is on Hartwell, is going to be uh, just at the next lake below Hartwell. And that one is, I believe, that one's uh, Russell. Is that right? Or is that? Yeah, I think it's yeah. Russell. I so I I hadn't heard that. I I don't I don't know. I heard that as the rumor is where it's going to be because it was also in the same county. Um, that Anderson, the host you know, city, is in. So I don't know if that's true. Makes or not, sense. But it, it would make some sense if they're going to get some support from Anderson. Um, but I thought maybe they would. Anderson's tapped out for the the classic. You know what I mean? Support and maybe they would go utilize one of their other partners. You know whether it's a Lake Lanier they've used before or Lake Murray or find someone new like Lake Greenwood or uh, Augusta Georgia down there maybe with like uh, Clark's Hill, but. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I actually I don't know when. Go ahead, Jim. I, I don't, I don't know when we'll find that out that, you know, you didn't find out to the last second last this, this year. So who knows? Bass, I know you're listening. We want these schedules and these locations like before Christmas. I, I'd take it like before Thanksgiving next week. Well, we, we really just want the exclusive here on the Real Down Podcast. That's what we want. You want you to come on and announce it right here, and then put your press release out later that day, but give us the exclusive. I'll take that. I'll take <laughs> yeah. I, I know some people. I'll see if we can pull some strings, and it yeah. won't ever happen, but it, I'll try. Yeah, but I, I promise you this, everybody listening, it will be out much sooner than it was in previous years due to 
what COVID kind of caused in their world because they have so many other tournaments to deal with than just the kayak series. And we're the last one on the totem pole, whereas Hobie and KBF, that's all they do. So it was a little easier for them to get things out sooner. So anyway, yeah. I digress. I digress. Let's talk about <laughs> Jim and his big win. And man, where do you, you want to start, Jimmy? Well, uh, you know, tell me uh, your history with fishing up there if you ever have, and then you can kind of just work that into uh, – into your pre-fishing if you did any uh i know you you, like you said you were traveling and and i know lacrosse has been hit a few times this year i'm pretty sure i know hobie was there there's always a bunch of local clubs up there some of the bigger ones uh but what's your experience up there i i try to go up there at least twice every year and uh i I love that area it's it's probably it's one of my favorite fisheries up there and uh yeah i was up there for the week the whole week last week but the weather changed so much just about every day that <laughs> pre-fishing was one day at a time. You know, you, you find fish one day, the next day they weren't there. And it, it went like that the whole week. So, yeah. And it, it definitely looked like. Basically a, it definitely looked like. Toss, you know, where you go. Right. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it definitely looked like that the fishing was, was still f- you know, doing pretty good because there were uh, over 550 fish caught just during the oh, tournament. Was, fishing was crazy. I, I think I, I feel sorry probably, for the people judging. I probably caught 70 fish that on Saturday. Jeez. It was, it was nuts, but you know, tons of 13, 14, 15 inch right. fish. Hmm. No bait yeah. stealers. Yeah. For, were you there for Hobie as well? I did. I, I went up for Hobie uh last month uh yeah and fished a little bit for for that one yeah it was the weather yeah. that one was pretty bad too <clears throat> it was we did i was up there for that one i i snuck in at the very very last check spot at 11th place but the um it wasn't we weren't catching that many fish the numbers of fish it wasn't happening for people that i talked to and most people it seemed like on stage even weren't but obviously our winner for that one matthew brandon he he was on like what you were saying, like just 70, 60, 70, 50, 60 fish a day sort of pattern. So I guess when you find them there, you find them. So it sounds yeah. like. I like to fish the grass. And of course, last month I couldn't paddle my kayak. So I had to stay out of the grass. So that, that had a little bit of an effect. And plus all that rain that came through, the water just turned to mud. And, oh yeah. And the, the river rose a foot and a half and it was, it was pretty wild for tournament day. That was very Which that's tough. a exact opposite. I don't know if you did. You fish the Bassmaster up there last year. I uh, yes, because I remember last year the water was ridiculously low when I was up there. All it the local guys, really. Yeah, I, I, the last ten years it's been averaging probably a foot and a half to two foot higher than what it is right now during the summer. Wow! Wow. That's, That's insane. So, did, has it come down? Yeah, it makes it the makes it fun. Yes. Okay, so it's yeah, lower again. Yeah, so it came probably... down. Well, I, I say it came. It came down, and then, it, but it went back up again. Uh, either Thursday or Friday, it went up a little bit. But yeah, it was it was pretty close to the same as what the week before the Hobie was. Of course, okay. the day of the Hobie, you know, after the rains, it was pretty high. But yeah. right. right. Okay. Well, give me a. You know, like you said, you try to hit it a couple times a year. So, uh, 
kind of tell me how you approached your pre-fish and how you figured out where you wanted to fish and how you like broke everything down, especially with, you know, weather changing every day. I mean, you, I don't know if you can even really do it because one thing that's working one day is completely different the next. Oh, that's, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I wanted to try to fish pool nine down to the South and mm-hmm. go for smallmouth this time. And we had, we had pretty good current for a couple of the days and then the current shut off. So the fish had, could find weren't there and and it we could find the 13 and 14 inches again they they came out every day but the big ones just kind of eluded us all week uh, so like i said on on saturday it was you know cost toss a coin to whether we turn left or right and determine where we were going and and i just like to fish the grass i like shallow water i like the grass i like the pads so we went up to uh pool seven and fish grass and pads and yeah so it was largemouth it was largemouth deal for you it sounds like yep yep strictly largemouth yeah and that uh i'm trying to remember pool seven that's up there above on alaska and everything right yeah on alaska is in pool uh seven okay i couldn't remember if that was the top of pool eight or the bottom of seven right there but that i didn't get to fish that when i was up there i really wanted to because it looked like a really cool area but I only had a couple of days, so I just kind of like went to the middle and prayed, which didn't work. <laughs> well, I and that was also the first time I'd ever been up there. Yeah. Yeah, the Stoddard area, the Stoddard, Stoddard area is really good, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. It's a fun place. Well, it sounds like your, your tournament story, it's just a one-day event. So instead of, you know, you walking through it all and, and telling us, how many times you called a 13 and a quarter to a 13 and a half to a 13 and three quarters. You've already pretty much told us you caught a ton of fish. So Jimmy, you and I could just pick his brain about some stuff here. Like, Hey Jim, what were you, you know, what were you catching them on? Did you find anything different in the grass that, or were you just randomly throwing or was there something different you found, whether it be a little cut, a point, a depth change, a hard spot, something different that caused you to find, you know, more fish and get more bites and, and upgrade to that win. Well, the, the water in that area is probably about five foot deep max. So when I started, I fished the outside edge of the weed lines and uh, threw a spinner bait, swim bait on, on the outside edges, and then went around and started fishing wood with a, with a Senko. And that's where I got my first decent fish, yeah. And uh, then, then the big fish went away again, and it was 13 and 14 inches for the next – two or three hours. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you see bait fish out in the middle. So you start throwing spinner baits out in the middle and, and catch small ones again. And, and uh, I think I ended up, I think I caught a 15 and a half and a 16 and a half just randomly out in the middle, just throwing out where I saw the bait fish jumping around at caught two basically random fish out there. <clears throat> and then all that died again. So it was it was a kind of an off and on day, and uh, I had a limit when the clock went off or when the board went off. I think I was sitting in nineteenth place uh, with a small limit, and there was a little pad field that I hadn't seen anybody else in all day. There was probably nine, ten kayaks in the area, and uh, so for the last hour, when the clock or when the when the board went down i went over put my texas rig senko weightless back on in about a foot of water and paddled through the pads and uh 
think with 15 minutes to go, uh, I put an 18 and three quarter in the boat and cold up cold. probably seven inches, you know, in the last hour. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, so can- it, it, it sounds like there was a lot of just, I don't want to say random because that's obviously not the word. I mean, things are calculated, but with everything coming on and off, you know, it seemed like the Cinco was working for you somewhat consistently, but there was just a lot of trying different things, edges in the grass, you know, on the bait, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we knew knew the fish were there. We just couldn't figure out where they were. And, uh, you know, I they were moving in and out from the bank out to the middle and chasing bait and then moving back in. And it was it was hard to keep up with them and, and keep finding them. And, and uh, I said, finally, I just went back to what I like to do and, and started throwing that weightless Cinco up in the pads and talked right. two, two decent ones in the last hour into hitting. Were you, you know, throwing them up in the pads like that? Are you, was it a like let it soak kind of approach or were you getting really good reaction strikes and stuff like that out of the, you know, popping them over the pads or getting yeah, it right I, under one? I was, I was fishing in about eight, eight to 10 inches of water and I was just ripping the, <laughs> ripping that Cinco across the, the pads. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's real cool. That's a great bait to actually do that with. You know, it really is. I like uh, to even throw like a Z-Man Streaks as a, you know, soft plastic jerk bait. Man, sometimes mm-hmm. that's, that comes through better than anything else. Like a Cinco or something like that comes through that stuff just better than anything else. So I, I like that uh, style there, man, that strategy, Jim. Obviously, it worked out. Um, now, real quick, I just looked back at the Hobie numbers, and what's funny is on day one, 85 and a half um, was the leading – total and on day two it was 85 and three quarters so it seems like that is the number to hit because uh jimmy you probably you probably have the numbers there but um yeah i want to go over them but it was 85 you didn't have 85 something or is that right yeah he had 85, 85 and a half, and a half. <laughs> yeah. dude you're, you're on the money i mean uh and it you know it didn't drop too far it was uh, 84 and a half for second and 83 and three quarter for third but you know the 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 mid to low 80s held out a pretty long way Oh man, dude, yeah. I had no yeah, that was my yeah. I'm frustrated. <laughs> that was my teammate even... that had second. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, Anthony, but he fished down in in pool nine. He totally different, mm-hmm. totally different type of fishing he was doing down there. Yeah, he's a good guy. He, he did real well at uh Kentucky Lake. I saw him there, and he did well. At, I think that Hobie. Uh, he did well at the Hobie across, too. Yeah. Across too. Yeah, he was there. Yep. A lot of the results show, but anyway, I was over here moaning and groaning because I see 85 and I literally had 90 inches of fish on, on the first day of, uh, of Ho- or second day of Hobie. And dude, that they just, three fish came off and they were giants. And I'm just, anyway, I'm trying to just get those yeah. memories out of my yeah. brain, but I see 85. <laughs> all, and I'm thinking, we all did on Saturday. Oh. We all had 90 some inches Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just happens, dude. If we, it just feel like someone should have 90 inches there or 92 and just like win it. Like just really go and like outright just crush it. Cause it's they're there. They're freaking there, man. But that would anyway, be a fun there. thing for somebody to look up and send us. I'd like to know in like tourney X history, what's the biggest limit in lacrosse on seven, eight and nine that's been posted yeah. on tourney X. Cause I, I guarantee you somebody's busted 90. Cause there's, oh, yeah. there's definitely big fish up there. Yeah, yeah. There's big fish there. There are. It's hard to get. It's hard to put five of them together like that. But there are big <laughs> fish there. Especially like 
not even not just this tournament where again back random's the wrong word just kind of all over the place catching them but lacrosse even when we you know you cover the local or we you know go over the local clubs and stuff when they have a lot of guys hit it there's usually just a lot a lot of fish caught up there i mean every now and then you know it's kind of like a feast or famine situation but most of the time you hear about guys having 20 30 fish days and you know mid 80s like i always expect to see a mid to high 80s number on the list but it i I don't know if it's like i'd like to know if it's not that you can't find you know the five biggest fish and put together that big limit or if it's just because you're having to weed through so many of the smaller uh year cycle of fish you know and then that leads me into the stuff i nerd out on like i'd like to know if it's a conservation thing like they're needing to pull a bunch of smaller fish out so that the age classes go up and stuff like that that's the kind of crap i listen to in my off time but it definitely just seems like a fishery that's just absolutely full of good fish I think it's just so much fun catching the 14 and 15 inch fish that I just forget that I need to be looking for bigger ones. Yep. And I've got numbers for you, dude. I I looked them up, Jimmy. Oh, here we go. 2020, uh, there was an event, the Hobie BOS event there on 2020 was won by Russ Snyder's on day one. He had 87 and three quarter. Nick Matthews had 87 and Adam Reiser had 86 and three quarter. So three people topped your total on that particular event, which it's not very many, but it stay it stays in that mid eighties yeah. range. Um, all the way down to sixth place had 85 inches. So, and, and up. So day two though, listen to this. We did have a 90 inch bag. Alex okay. Stefan from Iowa, Alex Stefan, uh, had 90.75. And then second place was Russ with 86.75 and then, uh, 84 and three quarters. So once you get a third, it's, it's below 85 again, the 85 number seems to be where That's you want to be. Spot. So, it, it did happen, but um, I'm looking up some other. I think ones Barry there, Davis. So. I think Barry Davis had 88, 88 and a half at the Bass event there last year. Yeah, that's what I was. Okay. His name was popping up in my head because I thought he did pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Okay, that's awesome to know. I I, I don't. I want to look more into it. I want to see. I'm, I'm going to ask. I got a bunch of folk friends that live up there too, and I'm going to see if any of them local clubs have ever had any like 95 inch bags come through. That would be. It's got. I'm That'd sure be awesome. <laughs> Min, uh, see, uh, there's a Minyak 2021 lacrosse in, in Minnesota Yak, I guess, uh, local club, and they had some pretty good numbers uh, 88 and a quarter, one, 87 and three quarters, 87, and then drops to 83. But a few people got over that. And then the paddle and fin, of course, the uh, championship. Um, was what was that? What were those numbers? I see something here paddle and fin number f- five, but it shows. Oh, I cannot uh, remember. I don't think this is. This no, that one's not coming up. Anyway, uh, that's Are all the ones that were in the history. Um, yeah, the the, the paddle and fin one. championship was on lacrosse, and I could be wrong. I think eighty six and three quarter won that one. Yeah. We just covered that, and I'm trying to remember, but but yeah, no, it's definitely like that's a. I'd love to see like, and we won't get into it because it's a giant rabbit hole, you know. Uh, uh, the bass event have gone two days with how the weather was changing on you. I'd like to see what a day two would have done. You know, if obviously I'm sure a mid 80 number would have happened based off history. Um, Mm. But, you know, I think there'd have been a lot of contenders uh, considering, you know, golly, you get all the way down to 30th place still at 75. So you can have one, 
by that place standards, good day, one decent day, and still been in the mm-hmm. in the setting. Saying yeah. that, Jim, and because you've done so good, you know your history doing the Bassmasters is, I'd say, pretty good. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the format? Do you, do you like how everything's being done, or any anything you yeah, hope I, to see in I, the future from it? I like the one day tournaments, uh, and, and I like the two day Hobie tournaments. I think there's a place for for both of them. I, I know there's guys that can't get can't get away for the, the two-day tournaments, can't spend the time to do it. And uh, I know there's guys that don't like to fish the one-day tournaments and wish they were too, but I think there's a place for both of them. Definitely. Which I think that's a, uh, one of the things that the, the KBF's take on it's pretty cool, how it's two one-day. Um, I, I think it could you could have both at the same time. You could have, like, pay a different fee and have two solos and then a combined total for somebody that did want to do the two day or something like that, you know, but that's a a good argument to me with what you said, like there's a place for both. And as much as like when I'm thinking about it, I think it'd be really cool to see Bassmaster go two day. It also, I think Bassmaster could be the series for the guys, like you said, that can only do the one day. And then Hobie's the series for the guys that, you know, like that two day, maybe three day in the future, if it ever got like that, you know, those multiple days of stringing together, you know, managing your fish and stuff like that. Because I know that's a lot of the guys down here won't fish Hobie just because they can't, you know, they don't have the time or they work on Sundays. Don't have the off time, you know, it's four days to go fish a Hobie. If you don't pre-fish. It is for sure. I mean, I think that like you're saying, there's room for both, but my whole thing on this whole debate is there is room for both and the local trails and the regional trails they're they're all one day so that kind of takes gives so many options for people to fish one day tournaments but bass in my opinion is the elitist level of you know bass boat fishing the four day four day elite series three day opens and you would think that with that brand right the bass brand it's the highest level of competitive kayak fishing therefore just like the PGA Tour, any any event that's the highest level in golf, it's not a one day golf tournament. It's four day because you're at the highest level. Right. I, I feel like it should always it should be more than one day. It should be two or three days. But that's me and uh, that's my opinion. But because um, there's plenty well, of no, and, it, and it makes day plenty day. of sense. Bass hasn't always been like that. When bass started out, it was one day tournaments. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and and the bass kayaks, you know, they're we're just getting started. This is just oh, the yeah. second year, so. There's and still a lot of growing be. to do, and I, I hope they, I hope they add some events. Uh, I, I think five events is kind of a short, short season for bass. And I think right. they should add some some events. I think there should be a, a, a path to an AOY for bass. There isn't one right now. Uh, that would that would give people a, a, another, another way, another path to qualify for the championship. Uh, yeah. And a reason to reason to fish keep fishing yeah, tournaments a, all, and, and, all year an incentive long. to make sure your numbers stay up during the year, you know. Yeah, you would have had you know seventy five hundred at Chesapeake Bay instead of whatever forty something probably because they had been yeah, competing for something. So I, yeah, I think you'll yeah, see I mean, two day tournaments next year. You'll see two days and you'll I, see AOI. I'm almost positive we'll see that from Bass. I don't know if every one of the events will be two day, but I, I'm hearing we're going to probably uh, have some two day tournaments. Uh, There'll be some special two day tournaments. Yeah. 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 I think think you're right. I think you're right about that. I think it'll still stay one day for the trail events, but I think there'll be special events. that will be two day 
I think we'll have an AOI and I'm not sure if they'll add trail series events, you know, more than five, but uh, like you, like you said, I think they'll add some special events. So there'll be more than five tournaments during the year, just not all trail events. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I personally try to like, I know that they get bashed on a lot because how certain things have been done and why don't they do this? And I, I try to keep in mind that, you know, they came in hard on Logan Martin, you know, I mean, yeah, it was a one day event, but promoted well, you know, stuff, how the ceremony went and stuff like that. I know a lot of folks weren't happy with that, but you know, they didn't even really get to stretch their legs because I mean, that was right when the pandemic was about to like mess everything up as far as how you could do things. They yep. still made it through that year. And then this year, I mean, people, people come to me all the time. And when we talk about it, they're like, well, why didn't they, you know, why hasn't anything changed? Well, I mean, everything was still kind of a question mark. Like, can we have these weigh-ins and captain's meetings? You know, if there's protocol, should we hold these guys for two days? You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and again, bass is so big and everything goes up all the steps up the ladder. We're still really nothing to them. You know, we're still trying to prove ourselves. I, I, I think at like the five-year mark, maybe. I mean, maybe, it, hopefully it happens faster, but I think – I think it'll find its groove and it, it'll yeah. be, it'll be one of those, you know, top tier things. Yeah, I hope they have a faster learning curve than that, but you know, they're, they're big enough and they've done it <laughs> long enough that they, that it shouldn't take them that long to figure out what the, what they need to do. Right. Yeah. I, I assure I, you, they, they do care a lot about kayak. I know that I've talked to the, you know, John Stewart and, and Dwayne personally had calls with them and they, they actually care a lot about kayak. I, I know from some of the things we've talked about, it, some people are kind of inferring like whatever, maybe they, they don't, but they actually really, really do, which is why you said Jim, and I know this is a fact too. They already have their schedules done for this year and next year. And a lot of that is like you said, Jimmy COVID and all that, but they, they care a lot. They actually lose, you know, lose money. Uh, I know that we were used to, we're used to local and regional and other payouts from other places, but they're a bigger you know organization with a lot of overhead and whatever, but they care a lot about the kayak. They really do. So that's why they're in it. So they're going to, I think, I think it'll be quicker than five. I think next year it will be a few two day special events, but I think the following year, I think it'll all be two days. I think it's important to do that because you do get the anglers that can commit two days are the anglers who are really hardcore into this. And then if you go to three days for like Bassmaster opens even more so, and those are the anglers you want attending events. If you're a Bassmaster brand, someone big like that, because those you want the best anglers there, so your the, the fish is the star of the show. So the fish that catches the greater fish catches, bigger fish catches. Again, that just makes you look good, makes them look good. You can promote that. Plus, you get the same characters coming back over and over and over. Nobody can remember uh, the thousands of people, right? But you can remember the same, like the Elite Series. You can kind of start to get familiar with some of the names there because there's only 80 or 90, whatever it is, 90-something we can, you don't want, if you're an organization like that, you don't want thousands of names. You want stars like the NFL and Major League Baseball. I talk about this all the time. You want the stars. Marketability. Marketability, <laughs> yes. And and by narrowing it down, making it two-day, and if you increase the entry fee to $1,000 or something big like that, it, it gets even sweeter. And you'll get what you're looking for with the, the personalities and the same people that are there that you can market and, and grow it that way but anyway I, th I think that will blow some minds the first time there's a you know seven fifty thousand dollar entry fee 
I, I mean, it blows my mind thinking about it. Not like <laughs> I would never pay that to go fishing, but like, damn, it's gotten to that point, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to, we're so going to have to get sponsors involved a little more when it gets to that. That's point. right. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I was going to say, Jim. I was going to bring up, bring up one of your sponsors. Cause I know you're, you're being, you know, the great champion you are being humble, but you got your, your old town hat on there and, and you did, you know, you're fishing out of old town. You're going to have to turn to your old towns and any of your other sponsors and say, I need help. You know, I need a little help. <laughs> I need help. But I but I'm getting more exposure because it's you know it's bass, it's it's a much higher purse, higher level. Like I, I think we would be interviewed on all the bigger, not just the kayak fishing media, but the bigger bass media. We would get more attention and more attention on you when you win, Jim, is more money that essentially more marketing exposure for the brands that you represent. So therefore they should be able right. to take in a little bit more. So it all kind of like, if they go up, we're going to get the, we're going to get the entry fees covered. We, the anglers, we'll get them covered. We'll you get to, to approach them with that trophy and be like, you see this? Yeah. I ain't doing this for free anymore. Okay. Well, if, if, if one of those things happen, then you know that the rest of them are going to follow. Oh, exactly. 100%. It, it'll be a big domino effect. Just like anything else. Like you see small, like domino effect even now, like with what I see like doing the podcast and seeing stuff kind of behind the scenes with it, like brands that have nothing to do with fishing. You know, one of them yeah. jumped in like, wow, this is kind of cool. Kayak fishing is different, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, Oh, do you see that that brand jumped in? Well, we yep. should get in on that. There's plenty of room for it at the moment. You know, there's not any competition. We're not having to throw in $10 million, you know, beat Walmart out or nothing like that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's it's cool to think about that. I mean, maybe it gets to that level one day. And there's definitely like uh, there was talk about it this weekend. It's starting to get more exposure. Um, when Hobie was here at Pickwick last week, the event that Guillermo did won. Yeah. Uh, Al dot com, you know, Alabama dot com did a write up on the event. They did really really good until the end. And it's just the lack of kayak kayaking kayak fishing as a whole knowledge not being out there yet because it was really good write-up talking about how he did and how he broke everything down words he said and then starts talking about how kayaks are limited and we can't fish the big parts of the lake so we have to stay shallow yeah i read that and i was like too, well, that's yeah. just so wrong <laughs> and that's the yeah, only thing that fired me up about it but i turned it into okay there's still more to be done from the anglers, tournament directors, our brands to get that information to them where it's not wrong, you know, but it's getting there. That's yeah. probably their first article on kayak fishing. You know, they hadn't been exposed. Yeah. To I, don't, I honestly don't think I've seen one. I will. I lie. I think AL.com did uh, not on the win at Logan Martin, but I think there was one about the event happening about like bass coming and hosting an event for kayaks. I think I remember that, yeah. Yeah. but uh, I, I would have thought for the national championship, they would have done something on Gunnersville back with KBF. I guess not. Yeah. You would think, <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe Gunnersville chamber of commerce, just kind of hiding that to themselves. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Cause I mean, they were, I wasn't in that event, but I was down there camping and stuff and hanging out and there were kayaks everywhere. Like, in the middle of like Hank Cherry's big spot, you know, anywhere a classic had been won, there'd be seven kayak guys out. And we were everywhere. No talk about it anywhere in the state other than the guys yeah. at the boat ramps. Like, damn, why are y'all out here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, man, Jim, no, was... that, 
Sorry, I was going to segue. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you, even in Texas at the at the classic out there on Possum Kingdom, there there yeah there wasn't a lot of coverage out there. There was a definite lack of of camera boats out on the water and and people covering it. And I, I thought that there should have been a lot more coverage on, on that one. I, I definitely agree. Like I, I wouldn't say yet. Like you know, we're still working into their formula. You know, maybe we don't need or deserve constant coverage at all of them because you obviously you know it's a single day event so you don't know how it's going to go you don't know if you're going to be following a guy around that's not going to catch anything but for the nc for the big championship come on now give me one camera boat go follow go follow the possum around go follow joe mac out there with a broken drive like (laughs) i feel like they could have gave me a little you know gave us a little something but uh yeah if the entry fees jumped up to a thousand dollars and you got just a reasonable 150 people in a tournament. That's you can't tell me you can't fill up a boat with gas yeah. for that money. <laughs> yeah. And you would think that if they're doing, if they're giving away, you know, $150,000 would be the purse. Obviously there's fees and whatever, like obviously other stuff comes out. You don't, not going to pay out a hundred percent what some of these entities won't, but it, they could get, you know, fairly close to it, but that's enough money, 150,000 to maybe give the winner, you know, 50,000 or whatever. And that number there is where I think, the attention starts to the media and the coverage starts to sort of like starts to flock when like the, the NPFL gives out, you know, $50,000 for their wins, I believe, right? $50,000 and maybe I'm off. Maybe you can only give away 30,000 of that or whatever, but a big, big number like that at each tournament, I think will change the media coverage and a, a little bit, but when the local, I don't know when, when it's like, Oh, we're going to, somebody's going to win four or five or 6,000. It's not, it's one of the reasons why they, we cover the elite series and these other big tournaments, like every event, it's like, this guy's going to, someone's going to walk away with a hundred grand or 50 grand and it's life changing. And I think once we get there that it'll follow the coverage. I, I, I feel you on the 50. I think like, you know, you just get that 20 consistent twenties, yeah. like a 20 each event, yep. you know, yep. I, I don't, I can't, it's been so long since I've kept up with the bass boat stuff like MLF and all that. I don't know what each event pays the, the winner anymore but i mean now they have got tons of sponsors and a proven product but if you're you got two big series bass and hobie running around dropping 20 g's to a winner eight times a year each somebody's got to see that money i mean you know was it three hundred twenty thousand dollars across the board to guys in little plastic boats we are not i think y'all earn y'all's respect at that point (laughs) hey you may not even need to to raise the tournament entry fees just get a good title sponsor that's going to kick in half of the payout also true that'd be nice but you'd mm-hmm. think if that was the case they'd probably be able to do that with the elite series and major league fishing's even charging it the five thousand dollar entry fees now i believe when they were trying to do no entries so i, I think hey, it'll for, happen it'll happen there for, before it happens for what them the folks are paying yeah. for these hobie kayaks i feel like hobie could could be like look here's 50 g's Give, yeah, do do one. <laughs> That's maybe. like four boats. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe for the TOC, they'll do something like that and kick it in. Yeah. So, well, anyway. uh, well, yeah. Uh, not too much else to get into. You know, congrats on fighting through the changing conditions and apparently a lot of fish and uh, <laughs> taking a take another win to put in your belt and let everybody else in the country know that Tennessee's got some of the best anglers in the country. Uh, 
But uh, this is usually the part of the show where we like to let you thank anybody that you know makes fishing easier for you or helps you get to this level of success that you're achieving. So take it away. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, I'm Team Old Town. I, I've been on their team for a couple of years now, and uh, I don't know if you've been in the autopilot, <clears throat> but that autopilot on a windy day is fantastic. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I found out this weekend that it's it's really shallow water. It's not that hard to paddle and push pull through the through the shallow water. And uh, and uh, the other the other company that that helped me get started and helped me get doing this is is Frontier Outdoors there in Kingston. Uh, he's he's been pretty good to us and and helping us along the way. Even even during the KBS days, he was. He was helping us, so you know. Shout out to to Frontier OG for support. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, like I said, Brian Lilly and and Old Town Johnson Outdoors. Uh, th- those are those are my sponsors right now. I don't I don't sign on pro staff with a lot of people unless I use their stuff, and I just I like to use what I like to use, so it kind of eliminates yeah. a lot of that. There you go. That's right. Good deal. So before we. Uh, let you go. I'm going to bring up my little tidbit uh, yeah. and get your take on it. So, not to get into any political madness or anything that has nothing to do with fishing, but there are some new tax stuff that will be going into effect January 1, well, January-ish of 2022 that will affect the, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but like electronic money transfers, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, they will anything that's rendered goods and services over a total of I think it was six hundred dollars will be reported to the IRS and taxed. So what we're stirring with around here, even on a local club level, all on Tourney X, we clear that number by a lot already. And you know, does it become worth having this system if I'm gonna get taxed for it or have to put money out and turn our club into an LLC? Or ten ninety nine, the anglers like you know the big tournaments already do to the money winners. There's just and the talk that started from this wasn't even local; it was from some other clubs elsewhere in the country. Uh, what what do you think about that, Drew? Do you think that it'll you'll see like a drop off on Tourney X because of how Tourney X operates through PayPal? Are you, so you're saying a single transaction of, of more than six hundred? No, a total. A total. So if if you have more than six hundred dollars in goods and services in a fiscal year, yeah. So basically, business charges of six over six hundred dollars that you would be taxed. And I I can't remember what the percentages was, but so this isn't winnings. This isn't what you win. You're taking business charges, right? So like like for me personally, so like I run a trail on Tourney X, and it's linked to my PayPal, which is linked to my bank account. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So, like this year alone, we've it's been over like ten thousand dollars or something like that. They would tax me because it would be like I'm running a business, right? So, would you turn around and tax the anglers? Do you upgrade mm-hmm. up your fees? Uh, some of the clubs I know are set up as LLC, not for that reason, but for like insurance and stuff like that. Uh, I, I still don't have all of the information, but it's like I've already heard of clubs talking about if that happens. I can't afford to cover that. We're out. Yeah. We're going back to money, cash at the ramp, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying the money coming in 
basically is considered income to the business because it's going electronically into the PayPal or whatever Venmo that the right. local club is using. But it's getting turned back right back around and paid right back out. But then they would tax that as winnings, that, yeah. which is like thirty percent. So yeah, I don't feel on a local club level you're ever going to get these guys to. You can't. They're not going to ten ninety nine. You know, mm-hmm. they're just going to be like, well, I'm out. We'll go back to Tuesday night throwdowns for 20 bucks cash. So, you know, obviously I don't have all the detail on it enough to know this, like all of the fact, but from what was all discussed tonight, what I've just told you, I know. And I heard this even not dealing with fishing. I run my own business and because of the state the world's in like 90% of my customers pay with Venmo or cash app. So Fast forward to if I was doing this next year, they would tack. Now it is a business and it would all be covered. But like your paper trail, like your checks and stuff, that's what's covered. And most people treat the Venmo stuff like cash. Like nobody keeps up with it. So they're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll just pay me with that. And you think you're doing okay. Well, that would turn around into a giant tax hit that you weren't expecting. So I don't know. I just, it kind of worries me. I, I don't know. Cause tourney X has been such a great thing for like Alabama was really late to getting on the whole tourney X thing, but I don't see if that happens. I don't see local anglers jumping on that bandwagon to, you know, go fish on a Saturday for seven, 800 bucks a few times a year and then getting taxed for it. Cause I mean, is, is it worth it at that point? But what, what would you think on that? Jim, go ahead. What do you think? Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know enough about it to speak intelligently about it, but it seems to me that clearly if, neither do I. <laughs> if anything like that was happening, there's got to be a way to to do write-offs on that. That yeah, if if you got money, if it's coming in and going right back out, and right now you're supposed to be taxed on a certain amount, anyways. So if I mean, if that certain amount stayed the same, then I'm not sure what I'm not sure what it would affect. I mean. Especially right. if a business could, uh, like like George yeah. Payne, you got all this money coming in, and then you got it all going right back out again. Uh, right. Yeah. There's two issues. One is like <clears throat> you're saying, the individual winning it. If you win a, over a certain amount, you've got to report it. And if it's over a certain amount and by a single entity trail, they 1099 you. You know what I mean? Like so, right. Yes. But then what you, what Jimmy's saying is the new thing. It sounds like it's from the tournament directors in. Which if you're a local club, you're just a guy volunteering to here exactly. put all the money in my Venmo account and we'll use my Venmo account or PayPal. And now you're saying that individual or if he set yeah. up as an LLC is the one who's getting the hit. And now that the the 100 payout can't happen, or unless you I mean, you just kind of pay. Yeah, you, the anglers have to pay extra to make it happen. Like you would, you would either have to. Everybody that competes would have to do a 1099 and you'd have to keep up with that way because, yeah. you know, maybe you won this event, but you didn't win any money there else. So you might be under the threshold, but you know, or if you try to keep it easy off of them, then you have to set up an LLC, which is money that's going to come out of your pocket because I don't feel like I could go to the guys in our groups and be like, Hey, I got to up everything $10 because I have to pay for all this now. Like, I don't know. It just, there was a big, we were at the shop. There were a bunch of guys talking about it. Uh, other club guys already worried about it when they, cause they, they pay attention to this stuff way more than I do. But with all these new tax plans coming out and, you know, small business owners and people paying for 
Like, like they were talking about, like, this could affect, like, Uber Eats and stuff like that. Like, these little bitty who cares. Like, I, I don't feel like it's a big deal for to pay somebody to deliver your food. But it's it, it's basically their way to dip their hands in everything that's making a little bit of money. And I just, I, I worry, like, what that would do with the fishing. Because 90% of us use Tourney X, and that's how it works. It's all through PayPal. PayPal is going to be reporting it all. You know, so, I don't know. Is it? Is it also one of those things where you know how it says goods and services or family and friends on PayPal? Everybody just you know uses family and friends for this because, but if it's a service that a tournament trail is putting on or whatever, like recently this happened to me. I got an Airbnb for a bunch of guys at the national championship. They sent me some PayPal money and they they didn't hit the friends and family or they they didn't see it or whatever. So I actually was owed a certain amount and it was like everybody's was like ten dollars less so by the time seven or eight people are paying me all ten dollars less i'm actually out 70 80 bucks or whatever if, if that's the case right. you know if they, if they all didn't do it just a couple of them did but but anyway i wondered if and that's um to make sure like that, that was that my no longer you can get around that with friends and family you gotta you know what i'm saying like and see that was my first thought was you know we'll just you know st- stick with paypal flip it to uh friends and family when you do that you'd have to recalculate for because the the person getting paid no, I'm trying to remember. Friends and family, the person sending the money pays the fee, right? I think. I can't remember. No, but you'd have uh, to recalculate for that. And you also lose the protection. So when you do goods and services, PayPal has your back. So like if right. you signed up for my tournament and then like last minute, like if we had a shut off and then you tried to like, you know, dispute that and try to get your money back. PayPal has got you on that or if there's false charges or anything like that. Like yeah. I've, I've had it not, not doing this, but like selling things on PayPal, you always do it goods and services. The fee sucks, but it's got your back in case there's an issue. Right. So, so what I don't saying know. The, guy, the guys don't trust me is what you're saying. The guys pay me That's... for the house today. Everybody, they don't trust me. <laughs> well, they were like, Drew's been winning so much. He's got these Dude. fees. hundred yeah. bucks ain't nothing for you. Yeah. Jeez. You they, need new friends. Call, Just kidding. Call. <laughs> they want to call me friends and family. I'm not friends with them or family. Come That's on, messed I'm up. Friend. I'm friend. You should hit the button, friend. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the trouble to get this house for all of us. It's on the water. Come on. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's. I, I didn't want to get us. I mean, and I know it's. There's a lot of loose information there, but I just wanted to throw it out there and see if anybody had any thought on it. Just because there, obviously, there's just a lot of scare with it. I mean, at least in around our local level, our we have yeah. a lot of local trails that go through a lot of money a year and this could everybody loves how easy everything's gotten with tourney x and that could go right out the window if it turns around because i mean let's be real even if there is a way you can set it all up and still do it do you really want to do it like when you could just be like yeah we'll just check phone photos at the weigh-ins like we used to do and pay cash you know uh, you know Who knows? Well, well i'm sure Dwayne will have some info on it because it would affect oh, his yeah. business, so maybe we should. And that, yeah, for sure. Wait on, talk to him about it <laughs> when he. That's what I, I. I'm going to keep looking into it, but you know, I, I already knew it was coming just because of the me having my own business side of it, and then it got brought up in the because we didn't know the amounts. You know, obviously, like a business is going to clear tons of money, so yeah, they're going to report that. Right. But you know, on the fishing end, I was like, well, golly, it was really going to get down on the little little guys, so. Yep. Who knows? We won't ramble on too much longer. I've already talked about it too much. I wanted to bring my stress to you guys. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> all good, man. All good. We're here to take it every every week. We're here to take it, man. That's but, right. Uh, Jim, congrats again, man. Uh, you know, I can't say enough good things about you. Every time I've seen you, talked to you in person, you know, always been a good ambassador for the sport um, and just super happy to see, you know, good folks winning tournaments. So congrats. And I'll see you at the championship uh, at 2022. You're going to be at KBF national championship too, I assume. Uh, I don't think I'm going to fish it. All right. I, I'll I qualify, miss you there. but I don't, I don't think I'm going to go. Yeah. I'll take your spot. Well, I just want to go down to cat. Yeah. <laughs> well, we may have a, a, a extra room in a house. So if you need last minute, you want to come fish it. You just hit me up on Facebook or something. We'll, uh, we'll get you square away with the room. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate it uh, again. I know I got in touch with you last minute. I hope you have a fun break up there in Mizzou and then have a good trip back to, to Tennessee. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be hearing from you again. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, always fun to have the big winners on and cover some tournaments and all these other random topics we seem to get into. Uh, I think we did pretty good. Not too many rabbit holes. Me, I know me and Drew are, me and you can go off on, on tangents, but not too bad. Yeah, we can. We can. <laughs> it's that's why I like doing this with you because I the, if if we didn't like reel each other in from it, these could be very long shows. <laughs> they could, and and I mean it's it's good to talk this stuff through and air it out and flesh it out. Otherwise, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't think change will ever happen if we don't di- dive into some of this stuff occasionally because then it gets other people oh, yeah. talking. It all gets around to the whole community, tournament directors, everybody that's involved, sponsors, manufacturers. And so I think it's, it's good stuff for sure. So, yeah. And, and just real quick, going back to what we were just talking about there at the end, you know, don't, don't take anything I'm saying because it's not set in stone fact. It's just bits of pieces of information we've been able to find, but just keep your head open just in case like a little tax roll slides in on you that you don't see next year. And that, you know, end of your year, the IRS is sending you something like, Hey, you owe us. 30% 30% of all that money that you took in, blah, blah. It's just something to think about. And I, I, again, I'm a business owner that you have to worry about that. That's how you go out of business. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, who knows? But uh, right. Moving into tournament coverage, like I said earlier, not too many. Uh, we had the Kayak Anglers of Central Pennsylvania, fifth annual Kick Cancer's Ass charity event. It was a statewide event, uh, 29 anglers. First place, Tony Hirdia, the 91 and a half. 90, oh, I was saying 91. I was guessing 91, dude. Right there well, when you said that. You were on at second place. Uh, Ryan Reardon was 91. So <laughs> right there. Uh, and Tyler Rapp, third place, 88 and a half. Uh, let's see. Moving on from there, we had the Southeast Texas Kayak Bass Leagues Classic. Day one was on Athens, and day two was on oh, the Palestine. 94. Athens is. Nope. Oh, well, let's see. Here, I'll, I'll break it down. So it's two-day tournament, 37 anglers. Uh, first place, uh, day one was 88 and a quarter. Day two, 88 and a half for a total 176.75. Second place, Andrew Middlebrook. Big day one, 95 and a quarter uh, with a, a 75 and a quarter second day. So, geez, 20-inch difference between two days. Still got the the you know second place there. And uh, third place, Caleb Helbig. 89 and a half day one, 73 and three quarters day two for 163 and a quarter. Uh, and there were some big fish there. It's Texas. There's always big fish there. There were two fish, uh, 23 and up caught 
in that tournament. So the that big fish is right. still biting. Yeah, probably you were there. Right. Ninety four <laughs> is what I said. It was ninety five was was the one. So I'm gonna try to guess some of these if I know the areas. This could be my new fun game if I know okay. that. Here we go. Body water, that part of the country. All right. So West Virginia kayak anglers, two day championship, uh, Stonewall Jackson Lake and Santa Cole Lake. No, hmm. you familiar with either one of them? No, uh, kind of, but I'd do better if this was rivers. I'm going to say one. Two day tournament. What's your two day six, total? 165. Ooh, way over. So 38 oh. anglers, five fish limit. <laughs> uh, first place, Storm Carver. Uh, two day total one forty six and a half. Uh, second place Mark Edwards one forty five and three quarters. Third place Travis Harper with one forty and three quarters. Uh, mid seventy, mid and low seventies day one, and below seventies on day two. Except for second place, he had a seventy five and a half inch day, but still tough fishing. I had confidence in those guys. I had confidence. <laughs> How many uh, were in the tournament? How many total? Thirty eight. Okay, 38 so I, need start, I need to start taking that into account a little bit. You know what I mean? You're like right. knowing that it could be a little bit lower when it's in this time of year is tough. You're right. So plus there were lakes at yeah. All right. So moving on from there, kayak anglers of Western PA, the three lake throwdown, Shenango Reservoir, Canoe Lake, and Woodcock Lake. Uh, 40 anglers, five fish. What's your guess on this one for the winner? Oh, I'm going to say... 82 and three quarters. Oh, he was close. First place, John yeah. Klein, 81 and a half. That was close. Second place, Rich Ferlini was 77 and a quarter. Third place, Buster Swisher was 75 and a quarter. The top three were the only anglers to catch a limit. Wow. Um, so, Tourney X had this information a little confusing. So, the Indiana Kayak Anglers Crossroads Kayak Bass Team Classic was this weekend. I'm pretty sure they were five-man teams. And I guess they just kept up with most of that at the at the Crossroads event because I know Paddle and Fensbury on Susie Roloff's team was the winning team, but all I've got here are two day totals from the individuals because it was it kept up with the individuals, but it didn't show team right. totals. Um, and I actually think first place is the first place individual anglers team was actually I think third. So shout out to the winners of that. Uh, Pretty decent fishing, uh, high 70s and mid 80s. Uh, Jackson Orr, another big name we all know. He was third angler uh, overall. Cole Kleffman was second highest overall. Uh, I wish I could get the real info on that, but it was not available. So I'm very sorry. And the last one that we had is a uh, correction was, from last week. Uh, who was first on the, that last one? Who, who was first? Who was first? Yeah, who was first? Uh, Clef- Clefman. Steve Glinka. All right, Steve. Just want to make sure I we got his name in there because I didn't. I don't know if yeah, I think I skipped it. So sorry, buddy. You're good. You're good. But uh, last one on the list was a correction from last week where kind of goofed up the information. It was a two day tournament, and I only put the first day. So it was the New York KBF uh, State Championship on Chattooga. First place was Bo Canzaneri with a one forty eight and a half total for two days. Second place Jose. Jose V, we're going to go with that. That looks like a French last name. I'm not even going to try. 147, third place, Del Van Horn with 146 and three quarter for the two days. So sorry I messed that up last week, but there's your dues. Congrats to those guys. And that is it. Tournament season is winding down, and it's exciting. This is true. I love covering it, but my God, it's a lot of talking at the end. (laughs) That is. It's it, man. It's it's just 
the schedule it's schedule season and the two championships at the end and it's basically it a couple charity tournaments happen always in i think november december and and uh and then you just start looking forward to florida and Kissimmee or whatever wherever kbf starts and and hobie and and I, I think we know it. Uh, KBF's already got Kissimmee yeah. up for next year. Or, they do. Uh, yeah, yep. I guess so. And I think they've had it from the beginning. So uh, yeah. that's something to look forward to. I know uh, the, the Dugout Bait and Tackle is doing their winter series. Uh, I can't remember all the rules of that. I can't remember if it was Tri-State or if it's Nationwide. I, I can't remember. Um, yeah. Last year, I'm pretty sure it was Tri-State, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee. Um but if you're in the area or going to be down here for anything, make sure you check that out because they stack out the giveaways each week on that. Just random, random giveaways each week. Uh, and uh, they usually, I think they would pick 25 winners each week last year. I mean, great mm-hmm. chance at some stuff. Uh, got the NC, KBFNC coming up and then the, the TOC. Yep. So that's right. And there's a big tournament coming up that I want to give, uh, I want to get more information about it. We'll oh, yeah. talk about it more next week. And I think it was Travis Dawkins hit me up on Facebook about it. It's going to be, I believe it's somewhere in the Southeast. He's in Georgia. So they got a lot of, of money raised and prizes for a pretty big event. He's going to get some more info on it. I, thought, I think that's who messaged me about it. But anyway, we'll get more info on that. Uh, it's actually the weekend of the KBFNC. So, Jim, if you don't make it to the national championship, buddy, you can go and fish that event. Uh, we'll get more information about it. It's a pretty big event. I think it's the 16th October, 16th weekend. So that's coming. More information about that probably coming next week. So yeah, maybe we can uh, maybe we can get the info and get them on, let them promote it. Yeah, yeah, five ten minutes, have them on, just talk about it yeah. and see what's going on. So cool. Well, all right, man. You got anything else? I think I'm good, man. I think I'm good. Just uh, yeah, just slowly getting ready for this these national championships, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm pumped. That's right. Well, we appreciate everybody as usual. We will be here same time next week and hopefully another crazy show, something cool. But we'll see you then. Peace out. Two two more guys owe me for the Airbnb. Pay up. Pay up, guys. (laughs) Friends and family. Friends and family. Don't forget. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.